Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. We're going to have a fun show for you today. We had uh, this gentleman on uh, a couple of weeks ago and and the uh, episode was really well received. And there is my my, my new best friend. Hi. Hi, hi there. How are you doing, young lady? Hi, very good. Nice to see you again. <laughs> hi, Logan. Hello. It's nice to see you too. And uh, can you pronounce your last name for us? Mine? Yeah. San Segundo, like San Francisco. San Segundo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to just call you Tanya San Francisco. And that'll be that. So. <laughs> no, I usually, when, when people ask my name to spell it, because, you know, usually when names are one word only, and mine is two, so I usually say, oh, my, my name is San Segundo, like San Francisco, two words, San Segundo. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah. my friend now is writing letters to Cayetana, San Segundo, like San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> so Cayetana is joining us here with Positive Talk, and she's going to be with us every Thursday, I'm hoping. Yes. Uh, and she, she, she certainly dresses up the set, I must say. So, yeah. <laughs> Logan, in the last couple of weeks, what you been doing, my friend? You know, I've been uh, uh, acting, which has been great. Um, I'm actually in the middle of a shoot right now. We're doing night shoots for uh, a horror short film, which has been a lot of fun. And I've uh, uh, put in a couple of commercials and a uh, uh, industrial since we last spoke. So a lot of acting. <laughs> wow. And a couple of commercials in the industrial. What does that mean? Uh, industrial is more of like, um, um, they're usually used more of like internal marketing or like, uh, like a promo for a trade show or something like that, as opposed to just a general advertisement that would be out in the world. Ah, gotcha. So you can do shorts and stuff for, for companies that, uh, have doing stuff. How, no, is that because you're, I know you have an agent. Mm-hmm. And the, your agent set you up with all of that stuff? Uh, no, actually, I tracked down all these ones on my own. So, well, good for you. Good yeah. for you. How, that's got to be a lot of work. It is. That's that's the work part of of acting is tracking everything down, keeping it all scheduled, getting everything rolling. Um, that's you know spreadsheets and work instead of just creative and fun. Now, if you were, we're going to play a little game here, if it's okay. If you were going to advise someone who came from another country mm-hmm. and, oh, we'll pick one. Let's say, uh, oh, I don't know, Ecuador. That's okay. a good one. And, and so she's got a Spanish accent. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very presentable. Uh, she is very articulate. How mm-hmm. would you suggest that she go about looking for obviously spanish speaking roles in the, in the the uh in the industry well um there's a lot of posts um there's facebook groups there's um casting networks um actors access um uh goodness um you know all of those big sites there's often even a filter that you can pick um or you can of course add to your profile that you speak spanish and you can filter results that are asking for either bilingual or Spanish speaking, or a lot of them want 
either a general accent or a specific, a Spanish accent. Um, there's a lot of roles for that um, in all those areas. And right now in casting, um, it's a really good time to be diverse. There's there's a lot more going on than just the typical young, you know, white person kind of vibe. There's everybody's looking to be more representative from what I'm seeing. Um, and that's really great. So there's a lot more opportunity. Um, still not quite equal, but it's getting there. <laughs> so it's a good time to to be diving in with that. And like I said, a lot of the bigger sites, you can specifically filter for roles looking for that, which okay. there's there's a fair amount, especially Spanish. That's the one you see the most mm -hmm. um, is if you can speak Spanish and English. That is the one they're always trying to grab because that's the second biggest demographic um, besides English speaking in the United States. So that's right. What's um, a name of a site, for example, that we, people can go and way they can find? Um, um, Casting Frontiers and uh, Casting Networks are pretty good for um, the Pacific Northwest region. Mm -hmm. um, Actors Access is another one, but it's it's more geared towards LA from from what I know of it. Um, it, it you don't see as much casting for up here. Um, and then Facebook groups are a really good one for a lot of, of stuff. There's like film crews and actors of Seattle. There's Portland casting hub. There's um, Seattle open castings. There's a bunch of them. And a lot of those, the nice thing about those is um, at least in my experience, they're drawing from a slightly smaller pool. So you, you're more likely to be seen on one of those. Yeah. It may not pay as big, but until you really get rolling and your agents submitting you on the bigger sites, that's really a good way to to get your foot in the door, I, I think. And even for old people like me, there are roles <laughs> to be had because uh, they're they're looking in some cases for grandmas and grandpas and, yep. Yep. and, exactly. and older folks and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, there's definitely um, there's still I mean, in my experience, there's still a lot more roles for older guys than there are for older women. But it again, that's starting to even out too. Um, and just, you know, more interesting looks and body types and everything like that. Um, so, you know, like, like you, um, you have a, a great look that, uh, well, both of you do. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. That would, uh, you know, that is a lot more representative of the way people in the world look, which is what what film is trying to get at now. It's not just this idealized, this is exactly the way people should be. They're realizing that, you know, there's a great diversity in the way people look in the world and the way people are perceived. Like everybody has their own things that they find beautiful, whatever that might be. And you'll capture more people and you'll also engage the world better when they see reality reflected on the screen. So I think that's really being explored a lot more in, in film and television than it ever has been. Mm -hmm. How do people go about finding a good um, agent? That one, I, it, it's a little different than when I was younger and I'm still kind of learning about that too. Um, Cause I was in the film industry quite a while ago for a little bit and then I was out of it for a long time and now I'm kind of diving back in head first but um a 
lot of the agencies in the Pacific Northwest, it's about half and half ones that either want you to um, prepare an audition and go in an audition for them, or some of them just want you to send in a reel that is already work you've done. So that seems to be about half and half there. Um, and some of the real big agencies require a referral. So you're not even going to get seen by them unless you know somebody in the agency that's referring you or the agent has seen you somewhere and asks you to come in. So the real big ones are a little tougher to get into sometimes because of that. But the smaller ones, yeah, a lot of the times you can send an email, you can show up, you can tag them on their social media and say, hey, I would I would love to be seen by you guys and, and possibly talk representation. And they'll give you a path of how they prefer to do it. They're they're pretty open about, you know, they want to find the next big person because that's where their money comes from too. So they're just as interested in seeing somebody new as you are in getting representation. So if you were to hire an agent, what, what do they get? I mean, is it like 10%, 20%? Do they expect you to pay them a residual upfront in order for them to represent? How does that work? Most of the time um, it'll be somewhere between um, 10 and 20, but 10 to 15 is more common. 20 is like if you have a manager who really is involved, but 10% uh, to 15% is pretty normal. And most agencies won't, won't have anything beyond like, uh, uh, like a website maintenance fee. Like my agent, it's a very small once a year fee just to pay for updating their website and everything. Um, which is, I, I mean, it's, it's next to nothing. It's like 35 bucks. It's, it's not much at all. So um, if there's any fees at all up front, that's usually what it is. If they're asking you for like $200 or like you have to spend $700 with our photographer or whatever, a little sketchy. I, I would mm-hmm. probably stay away from ones that do that. <laughs> but the whole point of an agent is that they're, they're working to get you the job so that they get paid. It's not you paying them to find the job. Mm-hmm. It's them finding you the job and you paying them for doing that after yeah. you get the job. Yeah, for sure. Sorry about that. Uh, yes, I remember when when um, when I was looking for for uh, to get you know to find someone you know an agent or an agency mm-hmm. uh, to represent me. Yeah, I ran into a lot of people who wanted me to pay a lot of money up front to do the photos. It had to be with this photographer or else, and I'm like, oh, this sounds sketchy because, I mean, I, I didn't know how it worked here in the United States. Sure. You know? Yeah, it was um, Yeah. But good that you were mentioning that so people know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, no matter what, you're going to have to get some good photos. It's just the ones, like some agencies will say, hey, we like this person, and they offer a discount for people with us. Great, you're going to have to get the photos anyway. But the ones that are like, they don't give you any information. They're just like, if you want to be with our agency, you have to talk to this person and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, if you've already got good headshots and stuff, they will more than likely let you just use those. But no matter what, you will have to get good ones. But don't don't uh, get pulled into the trap of like, yeah, to start with us, it's like a $500 fee. They're, they're not a lawyer. You're not paying them a retainer. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's a different kind of vibe. Thank you. Now- when you're talking to an agent, if if you happen to be, oh, a good-looking female, and you're talking to an agent, do they run you through the um, the drill of what kind of parts will you do, won't you do, 
how what how much you you're willing to address or or do that does that even come up in your conversation with agents so that would probably be an agent to agent difference on all of the big casting websites part of the profile you fill out is there is often a nudity section there's a uh like are you willing to be partially nude underwear you can check no nudity at all um same deal with like they'll a lot of the times they'll ask like same sex kissing and stuff like that too on those websites just purely for for casting if i'm casting a role where you know you're playing a meth head running naked through the street but you're not willing to be naked i'm not even going to waste my time considering you for that role Mm -hmm. but um it's not like uh it's more of just an informational meeting usually and they'll they'll ask you questions like that in a in a kind respectful manner and if they don't you don't want to work with that person um but they will need to get that information because forecasting we need to know hey are you willing to do a a scene where you're in bed having a conversation um not necessarily naked or anything but still it's an intimate situation in this script and it's important and we don't we're going to be seeing a thousand people for this we want to narrow it down as far as possible so if you're not willing to do that we need to know that up front um so it's not like a it's not like a, a creepy thing it's not like the are you willing to get naked right now? Don't ever work with somebody that says that. Yeah. But yeah, wow. um, yes. yeah, but no, it's you will have to to get into a lot of the minutia of it. Um, you know, you'll have to you'll have to give accurate sizing, accurate weight. You'll have to tell them if you're willing to be in um, you know, any of those sensitive things a lot of the times will come up on a casting profile like are you willing to do uh, religious or political things or um, nudity or in addition to just the regular stuff of like, do you speak another language? Do you have any other skills? Like, oh, you can juggle? Great. Put that in your profile. <laughs> it doesn't seem important, but that might get you the role that, you yeah. know, that's off your career. A juggler, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you never know. You never know. Seriously, so yeah. As much information mm-hmm. you can give up front will give you a better chance of booking more gigs. Mm-hmm. Is one of the things that they sell, especially females, not so much men, but one of the things that they sell is if you're open, wink, wink, to anything, the chances <laughs> of you getting more parts, wink, wink, is better. <laughs> um, you know, that is, that's changing a lot. Um, well, with... He's in prison, I think, or he's dead or one, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, why isn't yeah, he's in jail right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. as he should be. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that is is changing. It's more I mean, from what I'm seeing, again, I'm I'm not the be all know all and I'm not some big mega star or anything. I'm I'm a tiny little drop in an ocean. But um that kind of talk and attitude seems to be going away, and it's much more about what can you bring to this. We want to see you and we want to see what makes you you and the light that you can bring. And if that fits into what we're looking for, great. If it doesn't, but you're still interesting, we're, we might work on something with you. We'll keep you in the mind for the future. It's not just a like running down the list of like, oh, sorry, you're not pretty enough. You're not willing to get naked. You're not blah, blah. It's more, I want to see what you can bring and maybe we can 
put our visions together to make this great project kind of a vibe is what I'm seeing more now. Are you, are you also seeing, I, I think I'm seeing that it used, see, I grew up in a time when you, when television, uh, even the, like the, uh, the Dick Van Dyke show mm -hmm. and, and uh, I love Lucy and those, you, they had twin beds. So they weren't even sleeping in the same bed <laughs> and, and stuff. And it's gone all the way from there to you can have anything that you want in film today if you want to go look for it. Mm -hmm. But is are you finding that gratuitous sex is not as prevalent as it was like 30 years ago when it was kind of brand new and everybody got a giggle out of it kind of thing? <laughs> um, Yeah, it seems to. So, uh, you know. They say about many things, the pendulum swings. So it was like, you can't have anything. And then people felt like they had to have everything. And now it's kind of swinging the other way of it needs to serve the story. So if it's not important to the characters, if it doesn't move their story forward, we're not just going to put it in there to put it in there in a good project. There's always going to be ones that are just like, hey, our audience is 18 year old boys who are probably drunk. We better put some nudity in there. Yeah, but I I'm not seeing as much of any kind of gratuitous stuff in the in the scripts and parts and stuff I've done this past year. It's always much more about what's going to serve the story and what's realistic within reason with these characters. Um, so it people are kind of more mindful of you know we can't just I mean even something that's totally unreal like. The, the thing I'm working on right now is, is a cult, you know, killing babies and stuff. It doesn't really seem all that realistic, but at the same time, the way it's written and what, what's expected of me and, and my co-star, Ren Caldwell, is you need to be true to what a person would be in this situation. Um, you know, you're not going to just cuss up a storm because that sounds cool. You know, we're not trying to be Tarantino here and just throw a bunch of nasty language in there because no, it's like this person's so frustrated that that's, that's the only thing that they can say that that comes close to expressing it. Mm -hmm. so. You know, that's, that is really okay. interesting because, uh, um, have you heard of QAnon? I have. Yes. And there is uh, the, this whole thing about the, um, uh, the, the uh, killing babies and drinking their blood and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I, as an actor, do you divorce your personal feelings from that if you want to do the part? And is that easy to do? Um, so I'll take this two different answers for you. One, one of them being if it was something pushing an idea like is a good thing. Like if it was a film that I felt after reading it was like QAnon's real and you need to believe it, there's no way I would do it. Um, but at the same time, if I was playing a character in a, in a bigger film that did believe in that, um, I would, I would not divorce my feelings from it. I would use the fact that I would question that to enhance the character because there's no way this person just overnight flipped. Right. So right. I would use my resistance to it to build on, to be like, what would it take to get me here? And I need to show that whole journey in the character, even though you're seeing the character 
when they already have finished the journey, you need to see that journey behind where they're at. Um, so that's I have a question for you. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, do you do you you get into character weeks in advance? Like some actor, for example, they become the actor, they become the character uh, and the act like they for a period of time before the movie starts and then right after the movie they cannot still have the mm -hmm. same <laughs> character <laughs> vibe. Um, do you do the same or do you have a different technique? No, I don't do, I don't go quite that far. I mean, I think about it and, you know, for some of the, the heavier stuff, I do need a few minutes to get ready before the shot, but I'm not like, I'm not walking around set, you know, being Abe Lincoln the whole time I'm playing the character. That That's not the way I do it. Um, and it, it definitely has worked for some people, <laughs> but for me, the problem I would have with that is, and having done that some in college, taking classes where we had to do that for the class, um, I felt like I was too drained by the time the scene came up. I couldn't bring as much energy to it because I had wasted so much six hours beforehand being that character. Whereas if I thought about it and everything and then dove into the character a few minutes before I could ramp up the intensity a lot more because I wasn't worn out from, from being the character. Like it's kind of an intellectual process for me of like connecting the character with their life and, and the things that brought them to this point and their goals going forward. And then in the moment I become that character because I know everything about them. It's like, I read the book and the instructions on this person. And then it, when the camera's on, I actually am the person. And that's kind of, I guess, my kind of methody thing. Yeah. Um, that's not method at all, but it's, that's the way I like to do it and the way I like to think about it. And so in order to be able to do that, mm -hmm. you have to uh, really get in depth with the character of their background and whether or not it's, whether or not it's written or not, uh, you still need to come up with a a full figured three dimensional human being that is going to do some stuff in the show, but you need you want to understand why they're doing what they're doing, mm -hmm. um, so that you can then uh, translate that onto the screen as a, as a real thing. Um, is that kind of how you work? Yeah, yeah, and I I mean some people will take that like really far, like they'll write out their character's whole life and everything. I try and connect that character in my mind, what their life would be like with things that I have experienced. So it can connect with real emotions and real things within me. In addition to, um, you know, just thinking their, their kind of general life and what have brought them to that point. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's very much, you have to, if you want to create a real person for the camera, I feel like you kind of need to create a real person before the camera is turned on in, in as far as, you know, where they came from and where they're going. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, when they were five years old, they stubbed their toe and now they walk with a limp. It doesn't have to go that far back <laughs> for everything. Like some of them, it's just like, what happened to this guy three hours before this? They brought him here and just kind of a general idea of, you know, this guy's a, a construction worker. He's been doing it 25 years. That kind of you don't need the whole backstory then because, you know, a physical laborer, 
you, you understand that kind of person in general. And then specifically what happened to this guy that brought him right here, then you can go with it. Um, whereas sometimes you do have to get more in depth um, than that. But a lot of the times you can kind of use a, a known character in your life, like either yourself or somebody that you had, you do know intimately to build off of and kind of have a jumping off point and go into it. How's cool. your experience with, with working with children, with teenagers? Um, I've had great times working with kids and challenging ones. Um, the biggest thing I've found with kids, um, that is a challenge when you're actually doing a scene with them. They're always, I've never had a problem with that because they're always so willing to play and dive into it and imagine and have fun. The problem is always the waiting, which most of acting is waiting. Acting on film is just waiting. Um, and kids have, a lot of the kids I've worked with have had a ton of trouble with that. They can't just do nothing. It's like, I have to do something and you're doing nothing a lot of the time. So yeah, yeah. but I, I, I've always enjoyed working with kids because they, they're just seeing them just dive right into the imaginary world is you just want to go there with them. It's fun. Are there any schools here in Seattle for teenagers to go and perfect their craft? Or that I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm down in uh, the Portland area rather than okay. up in Seattle. Um, and there's a couple of good ones down here. I don't remember the names off the top of my head because I'm not a teenager and I don't have any. Yeah. Um, but I, the ones I have worked with uh, this past year and also just kids of some friends, um, I know there's several that have pretty good reputation down here. So I would imagine Seattle, it's the same thing. Yeah, okay. You have a 14-year-old who yeah. you were just talking about it, and she says that she's a great uh, um, um, comedian, comedian, nice. and uh, improvisational actress, and 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 stuff. And um, and so I'm going to invite her on the show, and we'll and we'll see how she does. Um, and and now, does she? She was born here, but does she speak Spanish? Yeah, she speaks Spanish and French. Wow. And she 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 has circus experience. She was in circus classes since she was little, and ballet and all this stuff. And now she's <laughs> she's learning to play the drums. And I keep telling her, you know, the more the marriage you want to be an actor, the more you have under your belt, you know, because they might need, like you say, right? As someone who does, you know, like uh, what is your name again? Juggling. Juggling. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Or drums or multiple languages, all that stuff. Yeah. Is huge and the dance and everything being able to move and understand your body and how it works is is huge that's exactly. massive on film because you might be you might have to do something that is completely unnatural physically to look good for the camera you got to understand how your body works to do that so yeah dancers and sports people and everything usually are you know have a have a, a leg up than people that aren't very physical yeah <laughs> That's Thank that's you. very that's very interesting. So, do you do to prepare for roles and to be at your best? Do you work at like things like yoga and stretching and working out and and all of that kind of stuff to keep keep yourself fit or to change your body in any way? Um, you know, I've never had to change my body for a role, um, but I do try and uh, 
stay active and stay moving and work out just for health in general, but also for a part, because I mean, you might have to deliver a line after running up a hill, you know, 16 takes. And if you're really out of shape, that's hard to do. Um, so yeah, it's little things like that. Or you might just have to stand in a uncomfortable position for four hours one night. Um, so yeah, but it is good to, to be physical and, uh, I'm, I'm working on getting better at that. Cause I, uh, uh, had a very sedentary job for the last six years before this one. So getting back into, to being more active. <laughs> I understand completely. Now, do they make, if they like you, if you fit the role in every other way, except you have things like, I, you can't stand for more than 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Do they make allowances for that? Do they make a change if they need to? You know, most of the time. Yeah. If, if they feel you're right for the role and, every other way they will figure out a way to cheat it during shooting for whatever you need um within reason i, I mean obviously but yeah they're they're usually pretty accommodating if they feel like you can bring um real life to the character as far as emotionally and everything um from what i've seen that that definitely seems to be the case i've i've worked with people that yeah couldn't stand so they just figured out a way in the scene like well your character's just going to be one of those people that comes in and makes themselves comfortable wherever they go. They're just going to sit down and relax. Kind and, of like Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Or, you know, if it's obviously everybody except for Tom Cruise has stunt doubles um, because there's just some things that they don't expect an actor to, to do well, because it's not acting is a very different skill set than a lot of other things. And they don't expect everybody to be great at everything. So that's why they have specialists. I was talking to a guy who actually had a stunt butt double. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Or <laughs> well, a double for any <laughs> part, you know, there's plenty of people that, uh, you know, they're, it seems like a silly thing, but <laughs> like reaching for a cup they'll have somebody else's hand grabbing that cup either because the person wasn't there that day or the shot didn't work or they had an ugly hand or they had a cut or something on their hand that day. That's like, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's like this, this one actor who had, as can happen with a man, a particular hairy butt and he did not want his hairy butt being shown. And so they took four, four, uh, um, um, stunt doubles into into his trailer and he got to pick the butt he wanted but wouldn't that be nice if you could pick the body part that you really wanted to have yeah that would be interesting <laughs> i want and, that butt i want those hands i want that shoulder <laughs> exactly and then kind of piece yourself together that way yeah, exactly. so katana um did you you said you studied acting correct yes in ecuador Okay. And stage design, yeah. Cool. Was it like a, like a college degree program? Was it? Yeah, it was a college degree um, uh, to some actors uh, in Ecuador. Cesar Carminian is a big actor in Ecuador, and mm -hmm. they put on that school. And yeah, I took classes there, and I learned, you know, I wanted to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be in movies, you know, and but um, in in. Unfortunately, my country at the time, I don't know how it is right now, but it happens a lot in, in Latin America that, you know, 
beauty. Uh, so uh, people like me, dark people and indigenous looking people uh, are always given, you know, the, the characters of mates, employees, you know, like all those type of, you know, characters and the protagonists, or oh, we have to be a white, blue eyes, green eyes uh, person. And we're like, mm -hmm. well, you know, like, what is, that's, it's, it's not fair because we're the ones here studying and applying and doing all these things. And, uh, you know, that we like putting our, our, our contact card and everything for certain roles, even protagonists, but all of them were like, oh, I have the slave. You know, I don't want to be a slave. I mean, I can do a slave once, but I don't put me as a slave all the time. And the problem in Ecuador is that famous actors who, who I, since I remember when I moved here, they still were doing the, the character of the maid in every single production. Like, how many times this person is going to be a maid yeah. or a poor person or someone who is like very lower in the, in, you know, in, mm -hmm. um, in, 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 in the movie and so on, the picture. And so I remember one particular time there was this soap opera they were doing and I, I put my, my information to get a character. It didn't, it didn't matter. But they ended up picking up um, this blonde girl. She was super cool. But she ended up being the protagonist, and she never had any acting. She was she was pretty bad at acting, but because she was blown up blue eyes, she got the character, right? Mm -hmm. And the rest of us who did all the work and was trying to help her in how to act, how to do certain characters, and we're like, okay, this is. Uh, I I lost, you know. Um, I what is the word? I was disillusioned. What is the right word? No, like yeah, that's good. Yeah, disillusioned. You know, yeah. of of the of of how it happens in my it happened in my country. I don't know if it's still mm -hmm. the same, but reality is the majority of people in 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 Ecuador are darker skin, and so that's that should be you know like this is the majority. So find a protagonist here. Let's make something that looks more real mm -hmm. than no. You know what I mean? And so yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, you know, when I moved here in the United States, I was in Washington D.C., and I thought that the only, you know, in, in order to make it, you only had to be in L.A. I didn't know that you can be an actor in other other places in the United States. You know, I mm -hmm. didn't. I don't know. I was young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, and it's also getting easier to, um, to live somewhere else and still even be considered for LA parts in addition to just stuff going on everywhere else too. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of film going on everywhere these days, which is good. Exactly. So, yeah. and like I said, I, it seems like from, you know, productions I've been in and casting um, notices and everything going out, there's a lot more diversity in casting right now than, you know, 20 years ago when I got out of college. So it seems to be improving. I still think it can get better, but um, you know, hopefully the industry is making an attempt to, to fix that. And it seems to be from what I'm seeing. So I, 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 I see all the time in Netflix, whenever I turn the TV, especially Netflix, the one, the, the mm -hmm. most one, uh, when, you know, you get all these, all these pictures that these movies, yeah. the majority of the ones that are popping up, maybe because I watch a lot, <laughs> is, <laughs> you know, like movies where it's international cast. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of brown people, the different mm -hmm. different parts, different countries, and I kind of like that because before it was it was just one one color. Yeah, and yeah. now we yeah. have all you know this Indian show, this you know I don't know like this Arab show, this mm -hmm. Israel or whatever you know you know mm -hmm. those that those came into my head this because what's happening right now in politics or in the world, but um but yeah you know moving from all over Brazil Portugal yeah you know. 
so I like that seeing seeing all these uh, movies with different storylines and it's not the same typical Hollywood storyline. You know, yep. plots are you sometimes you get blown away because the plots are like whoa, you know, like, like Squid Games. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, you know, different cultures, different ideas, different human people's stories in in different worlds. It's mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's definitely ramping up and getting more interesting. And even in the even in the Hollywood, you know, machine where it's the typical Hollywood plot, even they're getting a little more representation in their cast, which is mm -hmm. good. Um, so yeah, it's definitely nice to see all the people rather than just the the idea of what somebody should be on screen it's now really like hey these are people having experiences watch it and you'll learn something <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't we lose a lot by by being so stereotypical of what certain people are supposed to look like because there's some there's some really dynamic people out there that may yeah. not that maybe as an example that may be african-american but they're looking for a lighter skin and they happen to be a little darker skin but they're but they're dynamic and they're and they're mm -hmm. I, i'm hoping we're going in that direction is that is that been your experience yeah i definitely i'm definitely seeing a lot more of like i said earlier we want we want somebody who can bring the character to life not necessarily we want someone who's between you know six foot one and six foot one and a half that's who has I'm this saying. skin tone and this color eyes like that that's kind of going away and i'm seeing a lot more of like does this character connect with you and do you connect with the character and can you bring it to life not not necessarily looks wise um unless it's like super crucial um there seems to be a lot more openness to uh to that well like the thing i'm shooting right now i mean i'm not look at me i'm not exactly a poster boy of diversity here but uh, <laughs> but the role was written for um like an early 20s um person who just became a detective that that was the role and and i read for it because i liked the description of everything else about the character and i liked the script i liked the idea of it so i read for it i got the part and they just changed it to, no, he's a beat cop who's been on the job for a really long time. And he just got bumped to detective, not even expecting it. Um, so I'm still the new detective, but I'm an older character with a lot more experience. That's not the way they had envisioned it originally until, you know, I, I did my read of it and something I had connected with their idea of the story and also the character. And, and we brought our visions together, which is, is great. And it probably is going to end up being a much better received thing because uh, they they had to think about it for a little bit. I hope so. <laughs> I oh. hope I'm doing a good job. <laughs> Are you allowed to say is, is this a full length or is this a short? What is this? Uh, this one's a short. It's a short, but it really it kind of has a good potential as like a calling card for what could be a bigger film. Um, it kind of just feels like the highlights of what would be a longer detective story, which is kind of fun. Uh, good for you. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, How many minutes long is the movie? Um, it's probably going to be in the neighborhood of about 20 minutes, um, okay. 15 to 20 minutes. So it's a, it's a short, mm -hmm. but it's a very fast paced jumping through, moving mm -hmm. through. It's, it's kind of fun. I love short movies. Yeah. Yeah. I so do I. I fall asleep <laughs> in the longer one. 
Yeah, I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. It's a three-hour movie that I heard. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a long one. Great cast. I haven't seen yeah. it yet either. Oh but my god! Yeah, like I'm preparing myself for that year. Yeah, I I wonder if I should probably wait here, but there's nothing like watching the big screen, you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's always a tough call. Yeah. <laughs> nice to watch those long ones at home, though. You can take a break. <laughs> exactly. You can take a break, you know. Yeah. Because more popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine told me, no, I'm going to wait until it's on, you know, it's ready to stream because I want some break in between. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and in a movie like that, I get to watch it on like three or four nights, whether I want to or not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The first third, and then I fall asleep, and then I pick it up at the first to the second third, and that's yeah. Uh, it's 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 very economical that way. Yes. Um, but what what do you think of um? I it, it had been the last movie I went to prior to seeing Tom Cruise in in the, his the new uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, impossible. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it had, it was like James Bond back in uh, that two thousand and six. It's changed a lot in the in the theaters in two. First, first of all, I thought that I could get popcorn and a pop without having to take out a loan. I was <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's change. spendy. Well, and it's just, I mean. COVID kind of changed theater vibe a lot too. So oh my God, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, two of us had two popcorns and two pops. It was double the price of the ticket to get into the thinking movie. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. No, they're very, very pricing. Yeah. Yep. But that's how they stay alive, really, is mm -hmm. because yeah. yeah. So very true. Yeah, because not many people are going anyway. So they need to make that money, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, we went saw when we saw Top Gun, there were three other people in the theater. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, it's it's times they be a change in. Yep. Um, yep. Now now what uh, the uh, uh Logan the um writers guild has <laughs> settled. Um what's the actors guild gonna do? Well, you know, I I think they're holding out for uh a deal that's as good or better than what the writers got, and it it doesn't sound like that has uh that has been presented yet. So mm -hmm. hopefully, um, hopefully it works out well for everybody. Um, from what I've read and seen, the, the writers definitely got an improved contract from what they had. So hopefully the actors can get one too. And it kind of levels the playing field as far as what, what everyone's worth is seen mm -hmm. as because everybody's important in the process. So I have a question for you. Do the do the um so actors who are super super famous and millionaires uh were they also fighting or is only the actor who are more like middle of the ground not, not middle of the ground in terms of uh their their abilities but more like in the type of uh, show that they they be they, they are sure. you know sure. um and so um is this five to protect them or or to protect the uber rich the uber millionaires it again what i'm hearing i'm not yeah. there on the front lines but it seems to be that everybody's fighting towards a more equal treatment across mm -hmm. the board That's um great. so there's not you know there's not one person who's getting paid 26 million 
and somebody else with just as much screen time and just as important to the the film is only getting paid four thousand dollars got which it. Mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. happened um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is crazy but um no matter what you're always going to have those few people that command a lot more money because the studio is is heaping more on their name to sell the tickets mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily you know mean they're better or more important to the story um so i think they're trying to come up with a way to level that out um because yeah that's just kind of it's not fair it's not equal and that's kind of why unions have always existed is to try and make things fair and equal for everybody involved so yeah yeah it does seem like that's that's the main idea behind this not just to keep the super rich people continuing to be super rich but mm-hmm. to, but to kind of you know spread the uh spread the um the benefits a little more evenly across yeah. the board yeah i was told for those of you out there that are thinking i think i'm going to become an actor he's he's doing it logan's having a, a fine time doing it and he's really i want to these are statistics now they go back a ways but mm-hmm. i suspect that they're very similar to uh, now and that is if you're in the screen actors guild which by the way getting in the screen actors guild is not an easy thing to do because you have to have a speaking part in a commercial correct me if i'm wrong a commercial play or a movie um to be to get into the screen actors guild but in order to have a speaking part in a movie a play or a commercial you have to be a member of the screen actors guild so you can't so it's a catch 22 um is that number one is that correct is that kind of right it kind of um you know there's there's definitely auditions where if you're not union you can't even submit for them mm-hmm. but um there's a lot where they don't care about your status and if you get the part you get the part and then you might be what's called a must join mm-hmm. um meaning yes we we give you the part but you have to join the union because of the part or sometimes you'll get a, a union voucher um so you don't technically have to join the union until you get um used to be three vouchers I, I think that's still the case um so depending on what it was you know if if your union dues are going to be you know three thousand dollars for the year and that thing pays fifteen hundred but it's a union job. So they have to treat you as union. You have to be considered union. You would get a voucher, but then you don't have to spend double what you're being paid to join a union, you know, kind of a vibe. Um, so there is, there is that, but yeah, it's, it's, um, there's a few more roles that you could be considered for if you were union, but it's, it's pretty open to most things we'll consider, seeing anybody union or not forecasting and i don't know big movies or something it might be a more of a consideration but for smaller projects they don't seem to care um you know it's not going to make a difference to them if it's between two people and one's union and one's not they're still just going to pick whoever they think's best not necessarily who's union so well that's good how many people are in the screen actors guild these days do you have any idea i don't I don't remember off the top of my head. I saw the number earlier this year, but I don't remember. It's somewhere in the, like, I heard 35, 50,000, something like that. 
mm-hmm. in, in in that range of numbers. Wow. And uh, Katana, do you have any idea how many of those? So let's say, just for the sake of argument, <laughs> if there are fifty thousand people in the Screen Actors Guild. Do you have any idea what percentage make a nice living and are able to live in a mansion in Beverly Hills? Oh my God, you're asking Cayetana <laughs> math question. <laughs> oh my God, I don't have an idea. Now I'm going to have nightmares with numbers. <laughs> I don't have an idea. Uh, Everyone knows Cayetana is not good with math. <laughs> it's, it's probably, what, Logan, 5% maybe? I, I would say more in like the 1% range. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a ton of, I mean, actors that I've known, I'm not union currently, but I knew a lot of union actors that, you know, they worked their tails off, but they still, you know, if they didn't have a, a partner or another job, they couldn't have afforded rent. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they had been on every big TV show they had done, you know, 40, 50 movies at that point, And they still just, it's, it can be a grind, um, which again, part of that is what they're hoping to fix with the, mm-hmm. the current negotiations yeah. so that you're not super undervalued. It's a lot of it's like, Hey, yeah, I sure I was on set for two days, but to learn all those lines, I spent three weeks working on it, you know, yeah, um, that's part of so, yeah, work. Yeah. So for sure. Now, I've always been curious about this. Now, I did Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and I I was uh, um, <laughs> Petruchio, and I had to learn the entire play uh, to do that in the, like fifty pages. Yeah. And stuff. When you're an actor on a in a, on a set, and you know the scene, mm-hmm. you don't have to remember anything other than what's in that scene. Is that correct? <laughs> no. Oh. Um, no, especially most most films are shot out of sequence. So you have to know the whole script because you have to know where you're at emotionally, not physically as well, but you have to know where your character's at emotionally in that scene. So if I'm shooting the scene, you know, where my wife is is dead first and the whole rest of the movie is about us falling in love and everything, I can't I can't have that that my wife is dead thing in my mind when I'm meeting my wife that's shot two weeks later, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to know the whole script so that you can know where you need to be internally when you're delivering that scene. Um, So yeah, you have to know the whole thing. You have to know everybody else's lines somewhat because, um, you know, pacing and everything is just as important on film as it is on stage. Um, yeah, they can cut it and everything, but you have to understand where you fit in on that day for that scene at that time, emotionally and with the other characters. I even was told by um, another actor that uh, in some big budget films, they have an individual whose job it is to make sure the actor's are in the right place in the story that they're supposed to be mm-hmm. and can and can kind of hold them to that. Yeah. Uh, if that makes yeah. Any sense. yeah. I mean, if the studio spending $250 million, they want to take every precaution they can to make sure everybody's on the same page. And especially if you're an actor who's in demand, not only do you have that thing going on, but you've probably got four scripts that you're reading that they want you to do. You're probably casting another thing you're already working on. 
Um, so when you get that busy and that much going on, the studio wants to be sure that their investment is being protected. You know, you're not going to throw in a big investment at a bank that's not insured. You wouldn't do it. They're doing the same thing. Um, but I, I seriously doubt that good actors um, that take the craft seriously really ever need that. I think it's more of just probably studio insurance than anything else. Um, so. Young lady, any questions? Yeah. Um, no, just, um, many. Uh, you said that so the Screen Actors Guild is one of the unions and it's one of the unions, SAC-AFTRA, the mm -hmm. other one, I'm pronouncing it right, SAC-AFTRA. Yeah, yeah, Screen yeah. Actors Guild and American Film and Television Radio Association, or agency. Okay, is that, okay, got it. That's SAC-AFTRA, that's what it means, SAC-AFTRA. Okay, yeah. so it's one, okay, yeah, my God. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> clarifying. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. So, it's, yeah, we wish you a lot of success. Thank you. Um, you're, I'm glad that you're able to work full time and and getting getting lots of parts and and lots of look at and and you know being a young man like you are you you your range is still what 20 years you can go a little older you can oh yeah yeah younger. yeah I can play a uh, I can play a, a rough uh, a rough early 30s up to like uh, you know. I've played characters in their mid fifties. So I have pretty big range there. Exactly. Well, and Kaitana being a young girl, like she is, she's, you know, she's, <laughs> what are you? 23, 24, almost 19. <laughs> <laughs> you do, uh, you do have kind of an amazing, uh, ageless look. So you could really, I mean, as far as just looks, you could play a ton of different characters and you have a lot of energy, which, you know, that can just focusing that on a character would really it would be amazing. I'd love to see you in something. So whatever. Ooh, yeah. Can, let yes. Me know. Yeah, you will. Could you imagine <laughs> this person when she smiles in a 50-foot screen? Yeah. It, it would light up the entire entire auditorium. Yep. Oh my god, they're being big right now. <laughs> <laughs> you you can you can do it. You can do it. And you just like I said, you just uh you bring a lot of life. Um which yeah, is what yeah. everybody wants to see. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fifty year old woman. I look like I'm in my thirties. <laughs> I love <Yeah>. it. <laughs> thank you, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Good genes and good genes, yeah. You take care of yourself too. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, Logan, is there anything else you'd like to anybody you'd, you'd like to shout out to if if yeah. Tom Cruise is listening or, <laughs> or some of the other right. guys? I really don't care if Tom Cruise is listening, but um, I will shout out uh, my my co star in the thing we're shooting right now, um, Ren Caldwell, uh, R E N Ren Caldwell. Um, you can find her on, uh, you can find them, sorry, on, uh, uh, Instagram, um, Facebook, uh, website. They have a website too that I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'm sure you can find it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, they've been great to work with. Um, they're really new to, uh, the film acting world, um, just got started and I'm having a great time playing with them, um, on set. So that's been a blast. Um, film I'm working on cult of Zarheth, um, Hopefully, uh, we'll be out 
well, it'll hit some festivals next year. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be fun. And uh, of course, I'm Logan Cannon. I'm Instagram at Logan Cannon underscore actor. Um, if you want to uh, reach out to me for a part, I'm happy to act for you, with you, and create great art together. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I had no idea, and I think there are a lot of people in my boat do not do not understand how many festivals there are and and how many cool films that you can go see i know there's one in uh seattle and there's now the COVID is kind of easing up people are starting to get back into it and stuff there's oh, one yeah. in gig harbor um yep. yeah one in gig, gig harbor. harbor there's one in uh, port townsend mm -hmm. yeah oh i didn't realize yeah. it. so they're everywhere so mm -hmm. 48 film hour just wrapped um, you can do international internationals too Mm -hmm. A friend of mine just went to Chile to show her documentary and now Costa Rica. Yeah, yep. it's everywhere. It's not only Sun Sundance. I think it's they made it sound like it was the only one when I first moved to the United States and then I found all these cute ones around yeah. whatever I live here. Well, when you get to walk the red carpet again, Mm -hmm. And and last 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 time was an a fortunate uh, interesting situation th that you had, but yes. Uh, <laughs> but next time I next time I want you to walk away with a naked man or whatever they <laughs> whatever the Oscar is. Uh, yeah, the yeah. the the shiny it's, butt of Oscar. Shiny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that would be great. We've been talking with uh, uh, Logan uh, Cannon, and and uh, give us your information one more time, young man. Uh, yeah, Logan Cannon. Um, I'm on Instagram at at uh, Logan Cannon underscore actor, um, and uh, my agent is uh, Actors in Action, uh, Damon Jones. You can find me on the uh, Actors in Action website as well. Um, reach out to me either place. Uh, I, I'm happy to, uh, like I said, would love to act with anybody and, and create some awesome art together and have a good time. Um, so that's me. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, 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 I just thought of something that I have to bring up. Yeah. We just are doing, um, uh, my, my cohort in crime, Holly Berry is a floral designer by trade. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and she, ran into someone from bloom tv and what bloom tv is is they uh, have a whole channel dedicated to floral design and working with flowers how to and and they have different pilots mm -hmm. and so we are actually putting together a pilot for bloom tv it is a fascinating process and we're <laughs> able to get we're able to use um we use a, use a drone, and we're able to use our, our handheld uh, cameras, mm -hmm. and it doesn't look bad. It looks yep. pretty professional. Um, is, it, it, is it easier? Can, and if we take that, and so they're going to take it to Bloom TV, and then if they like it, then there's a possibility we'll do more with them. Mm -hmm. But we are now just getting into this filmmaking thing. Is it relatively easy to, at, at a lower level, be able to, put together a uh, um, a pilot or a, a, a 20 minute informational film about uh, a business or uh, something like that you, that you can take out and sell that sort of thing. It's a lot easier than it used to be. Um, the hard part is the, is the selling it part. Well, the two hard parts are people being dedicated enough to finish it 
the shooting is a, is a tiny bit. The editing and putting it all together is going to be just as long, if not twice as long. We're discovering that. Yeah. Yeah. But the selling it is, is the harder part. If you want people to see it, there's a lot of places you can show it. There's a lot of festivals, but getting somebody to pay for it, that's a bit tougher. So that's, 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 that's exactly what we've, we're finding. Yep. Um, but what I, and before you go, I want to, uh, Okay, time to talk to him for a moment. I got <laughs> Yeah, how often do you have to shoot movies outside of Portland? Um, I have been um, this year. I've been from Bellingham all the way down to uh, south of Salem, so all along that range. And you know, I've the last four months I've had multiple shoots outside of Portland, like in the Seattle area, mm -hmm. a couple of times every month. So quite a bit. Yeah. Do you, um, do you, uh, what is the question of who to ask? Oh my God. Um, do you find it, you know, easy to, um, I mean, like if you, if you travel, a, a, let's say LA or abroad to another country, like, is it easy for an actor just to get into the group there in location or because it's a um, different space or? You know, I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity to go quite that far. Um, I'm more kind of local. Mm -hmm. um, but it is, I mean, even just local, you're driving five, six hours somewhere. You need time to kind of get back into it. Um you know, and you can use the drive time a lot of the times to think about those things. But at least for me, I, I have to kind of get physical and get moving again to get kind of back into the the right area in my head to mm -hmm. to be there for 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 the film. Where can we go to check your, the movie that you made and your shorts? Because I so, saw your resume of movies, and I and I really <laughs> want to see some of them. I mean, the latest, yeah. the, I love the top this the titles. Yeah, so um, it kind of changes all the time. Um, some of them you can find on um, on YouTube. I'm in a couple of them with uh, a guy named Vincent Truman. He wrote, directed several of them, so you can find his his. Uh, YouTube channel, Vincent, uh, Truman, T R U M A N, um, on YouTube. And I'm in several of those other ones though, like a couple of the movies I was in have been on like prime and Tubi and, and different places like that. And it's always changing. That's the thing with streaming is it it's there for a while and then it's gone. So that is kind of the dilemma. Um, it's not always super easy. I have some clips of myself on my, my YouTube channel. I'll have some more um, coming up as they, as they roll in. Um, so my YouTube's Logan Cannon, um, picture of me. So pretty easy to find. Super. <laughs> um, so yeah. Thank you. Uh, Thank you're you. welcome. Hey, Tana, you did great uh, taking over yeah. and especially just at the drop of the hat. <laughs> um, so, so I've got it set up now. So I want to show, and I want to show, uh, um, uh, Logan something and see, and th this is from a drone and okay. then handheld um um cameras and microphones and let me go do this and where the heck are you oh, oh no gotta go there okay i'm i'm a professional i really am <laughs> 
Can, can you see that? Life. Yes. Yes. The little circle. At a naturaldesign.com studios, I direct and facilitate floral fusion, especially for my patrons on Patreon. My name's Emily. I am a creative makeup artist for Ishii Artistry, as well as a floral designer for A Natural Design since 2019, and overall a creative person. Hi, I'm Miss Amber from Forest School Friends. I've been collaborating with A Natural Design since 2019. Come on over to the tea party. You don't want to miss the cake. So today in the studio, Emily started working on a floral back piece that I'll be able to wear to the tea party that we're planning as well as we did a mini photo shoot session for Emily as well. I love posting behind the scenes content and events, private for my patrons on Patreon. Now that you've seen behind the scenes at a natural design studios, let's get back to the product focus. Let's find out how this tea is made. For that, we're gonna see our tea expert. It looked like that was breaking up on your part. Was that breaking up? It was breaking up over here, yes. Kids. Yeah, a little bit. Yes. But still, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. What did you think? The, the things you can do okay. with modern cameras is amazing. Yeah. It, it really is. And, and so that's okay. Well, enough of that. Um, <laughs> um, we still, <laughs> my, I have a co-host on Wednesday and he got cut off um in on his stream like four or five times and um stop screen sharing and and um and so he so during the show he said because he got cut off and it was like and you know i have a and then he'd go away and then he'd come back and then he'd go away again and then come back and he came back one time and he said by the way, if you work for Comcast or Xfinity, I want you to know that you suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh I'm hoping that gets some mail. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. hoping that gets some mail. So, but it's it's amazing what you can do these days. Get out and be creative. I inv yes. invite everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever you have, go yep. do it. You know exactly. Exactly. Logan, anything else you'd like to say before I let you go? We've we've taken way too much of your time. <laughs> well, be on the lookout for me. Hire me. Also, check out my brother's comic book, The Schlub. Oh, okay. Excellent. Out, uh, third, third book's coming out this month. So, <laughs> Cayetana, anything that you'd like to add? Uh, it was a pleasure to meet you, Logan. Uh, yeah, very you know, insightful. All, all the tips that you gave us, you know, uh, we want to encourage teenagers to watch this and people who want to be actors 
to uh, watch this and uh, take notes, you know, where to go. And dive into it. Yeah. It's great meeting you too. Wonderful. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. I hope our paths cross again. <laughs> and, and by the way, just so everybody knows, you're never going to be an actor unless you start somewhere. So start exactly. today yep. and do an improvisational class. Yep. If you fall in love with it, you're on your way. So, yeah. So yeah. thanks, guys. It's been a, it's been it's always a pleasure. And and Logan, will you come back and see me again? See us sure. again? Absolutely. Yes, please come back. Yeah. yeah. You must be good luck for me because I said her name twice in a row and didn't screw it up. <laughs> that's that's awesome. You know, just little by little, you you're gonna get it. Yes, yeah. indeed. So th <laughs> thank you, Cayetana. Uh, thank you, Logan. And uh, and stay right where you are. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.